When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, the Sabres had a great weekend, picking up back-to-back wins against the Flyers on Saturday and Sunday after a tough 6-2 loss against the Blues on Thursday. In Sunday's win, Victor Olofsson and Tage Thompson each scored twice, while Rasmus Dahlin, Peyton Krebs, and Jeff Skinner each had two assists. Tage is now up to 36 goals, 27 assists, and 63 points through 74 games. Ah. Skinner is up to 31 goals, 27 assists, and 58 points. All right, for 58 points, Darlene is up to 11, 39, and 50 points. Again, a Buffalo Sabres defenseman eclipsing 50 points. Hell yeah. Uh, Victor Olofsson is now up to 20 goals after his two-goal effort on Sunday, 24 assists and 44 points. And Kyle Oposo also eclipsed 20 goals and has 44 points on the season. So as I had said, Taylor, two really strong outings from the Buffalo Sabres, including overcoming a two-goal deficit on Saturday. So what are your takeaways from this weekend's wins against the Flyers? Well, let me ask you first. Did you happen to catch in the the postgame show who the last Sabres defenseman to have 50 points in a season was? Gary Galley. Come on, really? That blew me away, though. The Sabres haven't had a 50-point defenseman in 26 years. Come on. Was it really? That's what they said. I mean, that's what the little Chiron thing said. Wow. During the postgame show. I mean, I guess there's always a chance that they're wrong, but I kind of doubt it. But anyway, so yeah, to your uh, your main point there, I think you're continuing to see out of the Sabres most, mostly what we've seen for about a month, six weeks now, which is you're getting – Great play out of Tage, dangerous score. You're you're getting awesome play out of Victor Olofsson, at least awesome production. You're getting Skinner's a bunch of bunch of really good chances. That even saw an Anders Bjork goal. Unbelievable. So that's, yeah, that's great. That's something. And you're seeing Darlene, I think, continue to to play really well and be a real force on defense, and then pretty awesome on offense still. And you're also Owen Power. He looked pretty good. I mean, he had a, he definitely had a mistake on the, on the third Philadelphia goal where he kind of, he really should have taken the guy out and he didn't. And that led to a goal. These things happen to guys, (laughs) excuse me, guys playing their first week uh, in the NHL. So that that can be forgiven. So yeah, you're seeing that. So when you get a decent enough goaltending performance, like I would describe Tokarski as decent today, you you can see a win, especially against um, 
a last place team like Philadelphia. I don't know if they're last year in New Jersey as in that division, but they're spiritually a last place team. And now the Sabres are like, you know, in, into a year where I think the Sabres definitely had the lowest uh, win total as projected by Vegas. Low, low, it was like, I don't remember what it was. It was definitely in the low 20s, I want to say. And some people even on Twitter were saying this might be worse than the tank team. Well, look at that. They're, they're better than Arizona. <coughs> Excuse me. They're better than Arizona. They're better than Seattle. They're better than New Jersey. They're better than Philadelphia. Ottawa. They technically are ahead of Detroit, I think, but Detroit has two games in hand. It's it's progress for sure, because there's definitely a time this season where they were playing like worse than anyone except for Arizona. Mm-hmm. So really cool to see all that. To your point, though, Taylor, the Sabres right now currently have 29 wins, 38 losses, 11 overtime losses for 69 points and sit it uh ninth from the bottom of the league so again uh, for a team that was considered to be bottom five and granted we aren't at the end of the year but it's seeming very likely right now that the sabers are not going to finish in the bottom five obviously being the the ninth worst team in the league isn't exactly something to cheer about but i i think it speaks to this stretch that they've been having as you had mentioned before over this past month and it's unbelievable the steps that we're continuing to see these guys take, you know, like looking at Tage and Skinner, it's not like these guys are just scoring in bunches and are being streaky. Like they have been consistent all year. And that is so encouraging to see Rasmus Dahlin has just been increasingly getting better as the year has gone on. Obviously we had all of our concerns early on, but you know, as we've said, post all-star break, he's been fantastic for them compared to what he was and what we were seeing before. And then you throw in the mix, the addition of Owen power, which again, to your point, I thought that he's looked really, really good for a 19 year old defenseman. He has been getting ample minutes and ample opportunities. Granado has been not shy about unleashing him and putting him out there. I'd like to see him, you know, continue to get those opportunities throughout these last four games. And if there's anything too, that I think is, is a great takeaway from this weekend, it's the unbelievable potential of the future top four for the Buffalo Sabres between already having Darlene Samuelson and power in the mix for that, because now we know that Darlene can play on the right, which good on Granado for giving that a go. Um, small sample size, of course, but I've liked what we've seen from Darlene. And I think a lot of the things that he had even talked about with, you know, feeling a little bit more freed up with some of his offensive game. We've been seeing that we've been seeing him play the game that he's been playing really like there hasn't been a, a huge difference. And so it opens up again so many possibilities now that you're really only looking to fill one of those top four spots rather than two. Now that we're, we know that Darlene has that flexibility to play on the right side. Do we know for sure that Matias Samuelson is going to, for the long haul, be able to handle top pairing minutes? I don't know. But I will say that I think that he's looked good in the opportunities that he's been given throughout the year and he's continued to impress. He has exceeded any and all expectations I think that anybody could have had. So I feel really, really solid about this Sabres blue line moving forward. And I think that as we've been talking about finding a potential suitable partner for Owen Power, the thought of how good this blue line can be, that they are really only a piece away from having that solidified for years to come, it gives me a lot of hope for how next season and beyond is going to go. Now, that actually brings uh, brings us to an interesting point. We still don't know what's going on with Ryan Johnson as far as, right. you know, 
a potential defensive fit for the future. So that's, I guess it's something we should just mention. Johnson was eliminated more than a week ago, actually. Yeah. From the, it was, now that we're talking, it's been about, it'll be about 10 days when uh, this comes out on Monday. And Kevin Adams is still waiting to hear back from Johnson about whether he's going to leave school or whatever. I think it's, it's interesting that it's taking this long. If he's going to go back, then what, I mean, that's not good for us. So I shouldn't say just say whatever, but yeah. if he wants to come out, you know, really, but no better time than the present. Uh, they have plenty of time before the next game in New Jersey. That's not till Thursday night, but after that, it's yeah, New Jersey. They play the Islanders on next Saturday and then they play Boston following Thursday. And then they play Chicago Friday, the 29th. And that's it. That's the season folks. So. And really, I'll say uh, this. Really, you probably should get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hundred percent. I mean, he's ready to come out. Like there's no getting around it at this point. I think that it's time for him to, and that he, he should sign his ELC, but if he doesn't, like you said, it's definitely a bit of a cause for concern there. However, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I would have to think we'll get an answer within the next couple of days. Like, like you said, I mean, he has the opportunity to get a few games in before the end of the year and then go down to Rochester too. I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, why not get this experience now? But again, that just, I guess, comes down to whether he wants to sign or not. But to that point, though, with them having four games remaining and you just going through those four teams there, I don't think that there's any reason that the Sabres can't realistically walk away with three or four wins down the stretch here and finish the season with five wins in six games. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that'd be six of six and eight games as well. Mm -hmm. So that'd be a really nice way to end the season. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. I want to hear a funny thing. Oh. Thursday in New Jersey. Tickets start at nine dollars. The devil fans might be over this season. Yeah, a little bit. A little oh, bit. Oh man. No That's Jack wild. Hughes either. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> excuse me. Like looking at that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Islanders, they have been nothing special this year. That's that's a very winnable game. New Jersey, you know, actually, now I think about it, Chicago is also behind the Sabres. I didn't mention them earlier, yeah, but they're terrible. They basically, I mean, Jonathan Taze is not the guy he used to be. So, looking at their roster, it's like, well, Kane's great, on Brinkett's pretty good, yeah, on offense, yeah, not a lot of back checking going on with that fella. Uh, Debrinkit's great on offense, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> who else? Like, hey, Dylan Strom. <laughs> Dylan Strom, like Seth Jones is not worth the money that they paid him. It's they don't even have flurry anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really bare bones roster. And then yeah, Boston. Okay. Boston's way better than us. What are you going to do? I mean, it'd be nice to get that win. Right. But yeah, Bruins are better than the Sabres for I'm, I'm checking my uh, watch here. The uh, 17th year in a row, really more like 14th year in a row. Yeah. I was going to say that might be a push in a little bit. Have the Sabres better been better than the Bruins since like 07, 08? I mean, we, we technically did, we won the we're division. The high, yeah, we were the higher seed, but who did we lose to in the first round? Well, there you go. So, I mean, that's tough. And then the Sabres make the playoffs again in 11, and who wins the Stanley Cup? Yeah. That's, well, you know, that's tough. Yeah. Maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two years from now. Yeah. See, I mean, if Bergeron retires, all the all the uh, rumors on him—not rumors, but it's basically Elliot Friedman and anyone else who's connected in hockey—they all say that he'll never play for anyone else. 
So he could just retire right. instead of trying to go cool. anywhere. That'd be great. I mean, Patrice, what else do you have to prove? You have a Stanley Cup. You have like 11 Selkie trophies. You're for, for sure, for sure a first ballot Hall of Famer. And like gold I said medal, a few episodes right? ago, gold, multiple gold medals. Yeah. I said a couple episodes ago, he is the most, I say beloved is the wrong word, but respected across the board player. I think there is in the NHL. Because if you have, you take the hockey men, quote unquote, the scouts, fans, and then analytics people, everyone thinks he's awesome. Yeah. At what he does. I mean, I don't love who he does it for, but there's really no one like him. And I know some people would be like, oh, what about Crosby? But you got to remember, there was that weird time when uh, the Penguins kept losing the first round, and people were like, hmm, maybe Jonathan Taze is better than Sidney Crosby. And yeah, that was Great a really words. annoying times. Yeah. So analytics people always respected Crosby, but there's definitely an under undertone for a little while, even though he'd already won a cup and appeared in another cup. Like, yeah. mm, are you sure? Are you sure Drew Doughty isn't better than Crosby? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure I think so. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Well, let's talk about the fact. I mean, we've been giving this guy credit all year for what an absolute beast he has turned into. Can you believe that there's an actual realistic possibility that Tage Thompson might score 40 goals? It's it's insane, and he's one goal away from having a higher goal total than uh, Jack Eichel had at any point in his career yet. I mean, so far. That's insane. I, I straight up wouldn't have believed you if you told me that. Like, this guy is, yeah, almost, almost good for half a goal a game. A goal every other game. I mean, I didn't know this guy was going to be able to play in the NHL. It's it's. It's absurd. And it's really, he's kept it up all year. Like he was hot right away. He definitely was strengthened by Tuck coming into the lineup for when sure. he did. That's been great for him. And now, yeah, like, I mean, he's probably not going to get 40, but like finishing the season with 37 or 38 goals, like that's incredible. That's an incredible season from him. And the Sabres, I'm sure you know this as well as anyone. I believe they only have five instances of having a 40 goal scorer in the past uh, 30 years. Yeah. Basically since the McGillney Lafontaine season. I believe it's two Vanek seasons, a Shatan, a Skinner, and and then probably someone else in maybe maybe Lafontaine before he left. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't happen a lot for the Sabres. No. So scoring has been really bouncing back these past couple of years in hockey. This is gonna be the highest scoring year in yeah, it might be higher scoring than 0506 when it comes down to it. We'll we'll see how these last couple of weeks go and the Sabres until this year that had really eluded them <laughs> scoring was up for everyone else and not the Sabres. And now, you know, it's, it's up a little bit. You went over those numbers uh, at the beginning of the episode, two thirty goal scorers, a 50 point defenseman. By the way, I did look through a bunch of defensemen that theoretically could have done that for the Sabres. And I'm pretty sure it is Gary Kelly is the last one. Jesus. <laughs> because I looked at Zitnik, Woolley, Leopold, Myers, like, anyone that conceivably could have had 50 points in a season. So that's good for him and good for Gary Galley. But yeah, so yes, it's great to see scoring bouncing back. We love scoring. Everyone loves scoring. They have four 20 goal scores for the first time since 2017, 2018. Also notable. Hmm. Michael Reinhardt, O'Reilly and Kane. Now, I don't know if you saw this graphic uh, when, the uh, Blues were in town on Thursday, but 
they have 720 goal scorers. And before Tarasenko scored his 30, 30th that game, uh, they had no 30 goal scorers. So they had 720 goal scorers wow. and no 30 goal scorers at one point. And now, yeah. obviously they have one 30 goal scorer. Hey, also we should mention too, because we've been keeping up with this, you had mentioned Jack Eichel earlier. Bad day to be a Knights fan on Saturday night because not only did Vegas lose, but all of Nashville, Dallas, and Los Angeles won their games. So now the Western Conference playoff picture currently looks as follows. In third place in the Pacific, we have Los Angeles with 90 points, 77 games. So they have five games remaining. There is in the first wild card spot, you have Dallas with 91 points. Uh, they have 75 games played, so they have seven games remaining. Nashville, 76 games played, also has 91 points. They are four points ahead of Vegas. LA is three points ahead. Vegas, 76 games played, 87 points. Playoff odds now, I think, are around 40% for Las Vegas. Unbelievable if they end up missing the playoffs and the Sabres end up getting a top 15 pick when everybody had thought that it was easily going to be in the twenties, it's a very realistic possibility. Now, Robin Lanner also recently left the team. So pretty much moving forward, the net is in Logan Thompson's hands here who he has been solid for them. But the problem is, is even though he's been okay, Vegas can't score. Former Bills tight end you're talking about. Logan Thomas. Wow. Thompson. That's great. Yes. Yeah. It's good to change your name when you change sports. Right. Smart, I agree. Smart move by him. Now what's the deal with Leonard? I think he had to leave for uh, personal reasons or family reasons, but he's away from the team and I don't know if there's a timetable for him to come back. Ah, oh, geez. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, this is all very interesting. Well, speaking of Vegas, let's hear from our uh, sponsor this week. It's, can you believe this? It's DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Also, just to give a quick update because it just was announced actually fairly recently before we started recording this uh, the golden Knights reassigned Yuri Patera back to Henderson, which would mean that it's more likely than not that Robin Lanner is going to be returning for them soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. But either way, doesn't really matter who's in goal. If you guys aren't scoring. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, they also have, well, I think seven guys on LTIR right now to make their cap situation work. Jesus. Cause they brought Mark stone back and like they needed to bring Mark stone back. But he hasn't had a point since he's been back. Yeah. I don't get the indication he's very healthy. Doesn't appear to be that way. Yeah. Unfortunate. Well, you know what? Him and Jack Eichel can be healthy uh, next year, and we don't have their pick. Mm. That'd be great. Speaking of former Buffalo Sabres, though, Sam Reinhart with a goal and assist 
against Detroit today, now up to 74 points in 71 games played. 27 goals, 47 assists. Wow. Over a point per game. Yeah, but didn't the highest scoring team in hockey. Yeah, but he's like he's he's what he's their highest paid player, right? And he didn't have a point that one week in November, so I don't know if it was really worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not their highest paid player. I know. Don't tweet at me. I'm just making it funny, everyone. We anyway, all know who it's about. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Reinhardt's great. I wish him nothing but the best, except in the playoffs this year, because we also have their pick. So fine with me if they want to lose in the first round to whoever. Uh, they're not going to lose in the first round, though, because they're going to play Washington. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, oh, well. Second round, maybe. Yeah, let's get a pick in the in the mid-20s. I mean, the second round, like, the way it's shaping up, they could easily play the Lightning or the yeah. Bruins. So that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but honestly, if it came down to it, and I'm sure you're on this side, too, if the two best teams in the East play in the conference finals, uh, the Hurricanes and Panthers, despite our pick situation, I think I would have to cheer for the Panthers. Oh, yeah. I mean – I think I know I would have to. The pick – well, yeah, it goes without saying against Carolina. Come on, that's – there's not even a, a moment of thought that goes into that, but I will say in terms of entertainment value, I think I mentioned this last week or whatever, but the world needs Florida versus Colorado in the cup. That matchup would be unreal to watch. That's right. Florida offense, versus Colorado in the 2023 Stanley cup. <laughs> 2023. Yeah. No, I, I really do. I mean, I would obviously, would love for the Sabres to get a better draft pick. But if we're just talking about entertainment value and oh, yeah. be the best matchup, give me that 100%. Those two teams are just way too much fun to watch. And it just feels like every time you watch them and I've even watched them and obviously like losing efforts, I know, but like anytime I watch them, I'm, I just think to myself, like, this is just a complete different level of, of talent and skill being put on display every single time, even on their off nights. Like it, it's crazy. Yeah. They can really make up for playing in the, the worst Stanley cup final of all time. Yeah. So they could, they could make that up to all of us right. hockey for a quarter century. <laughs> Man. It's only fair. They get the chance to, right? Of course. Of course. So do you have any, uh, any thoughts on the, the broader NHL? Because the playoff race you described is really the only real playoff race going on right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, completely, completely, completely glued to that Western Conference wildcard race because of Vegas. And obviously the personal stake we have in it is one thing. It's the main thing, if we're being honest. I don't want Vegas to make it, not only because of the pick, but because of Jack Eichel, of course. And either way, though, it's fascinating. I mean, you look down the stretch for these teams too, and really none of them have that difficult of a road, like especially LA. LA should absolutely be able to lock up that third spot in the Pacific. And I mean, Dallas and Nashville, again, they're four points ahead in the wild card race. So, you know, each of those teams, well, Nashville and, and Vegas, they both have six games remaining. Um, Dallas has seven remaining, so it's going to be really fun to watch down the stretch. I I try and catch anytime any of those three teams are playing really over the past week and a half to two weeks. I've been trying to at least catch some of the games, 
Um, so it's going to be a really good, it's going to be a really good story to follow down the stretch. You know, is Vegas going to be able to turn it on? Is there, is their scoring going to jump back up? Will Mark Stone be able to overcome whatever injuries he's currently fighting right now and be able to be a productive player for them? You know, to what degree is Eichel going to be able to take them there? It's, it's fascinating. And I will be very, very excitedly rooting for their demise every step of the way. <laughs> you know, I didn't really notice this until now, but New York has caught Carolina in terms of points. Wow. So they could still win the division. That, that is something. Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought they were closer to Pittsburgh, to be honest. But yeah, they have 104 points, same number of games played. So they each have six games left. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I guess that, that does matter. I mean, mm-hmm. that'd be huge for New York, right? Uh, well, actually, no, it doesn't really matter that much. Now that I think about it because neither of them are catching Florida. So if I'm not mistaken, they would be playing in all likelihood, the Bruins in the first round or yeah. the Penguins. So I it's don't actually know which gonna, one. I- yeah. I was just going to say, it's either going to be, uh, or yeah, it actually will be Boston. I mean, I don't think Boston's going to end up catching Tampa Bay. So yeah, so would you rather play the Penguins or the Bruins? I think I'd rather play the Penguins. I would rather play the Penguins. Yeah. Well, so maybe they shouldn't win the division. Uh, I don't know, actually. That's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah. Mm. Penguins are not hot right now. And frankly, now they are. And Tristan Jari is out for the foreseeable future, too, actually. So that's a, another point to have to remember, too, is that Casey DeSmith has the net right now. Yeah, I'd rather play them. But now that yeah, I look definitely. at it, Washington could catch them. So there's some stuff yeah, going on in the East. It's true. just that there's no, there's no playoff. There's no, all the races are seeding. Yeah, it's there's nobody is one, at risk of not making it. Yeah, the the only um, team that has not been mathematically eliminated is the Islanders, and they're 15 points back of the Capitals. Right. That's any so, day now, too, that that's going to just for context sake too. Columbus is eliminated and they have 76 points. So they're only three points behind the Islanders. So it's any day now. Yeah, well, it's whenever either New York drops a point or the Capitals pick one up. Right, right. Whatever happens first, that'll that'll do it. Yeah, well, I mean, looking at, at that, yeah, so it's all seating really right now. And it looks like, I mean... Washington really could. I mean, Washington's three points back of Pittsburgh with two games in hand, and they're playing pretty well right now, and Pittsburgh very much is not. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look forward to. On the other hand, it looks like we're going to get a Tampa-Toronto first-round series. That will be great. I'm really looking forward to Toronto getting knocked out again. It seems like that's what's going to happen, huh? That would be pretty awesome. I sure hope so, at least. Yeah. Oh, fun stuff. Very, very fun stuff. Do you have any other thoughts, Taylor? Do you have any uh, recommendations that you'd like to give? The people are asking, Taylor. Many people are wondering. Has it happened yet? No. Uh, I had a really busy weekend. <laughs> I, I was I like, that's going to continue being the case. Like, oh, yeah, I had a lot going on. I had a dentist. Oh, man, I, I had a thing. No, if I'm being perfectly honest, if I go to the movies this week, I'm going to see Ambulance. Good. Or I see Morbius. Good. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll, I don't know. Maybe I'll still see more. Busy. <laughs> we'll see how busy I am. I should be not too busy for a week. Mm-hmm. So, but I did promise that I would have a recommendation. Uh, I saw it last week. I forgot which day, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. Uh, it was a masterpiece. 
honestly a fantastic movie to me it totally lived up to the hype it was like visually stunning it there's just oh my god there's so much to it the stories unbelievable that some of the performances uh the kid who was short round in indiana jones and the, the other kid from the goonies he hadn't acted in forever i mean he's a grown man now hadn't acted in years and came back for this it was stunningly good and everyone was good james hong was good the concept was fantastic multiverse is, multiverse is hot right now mm. in pop culture and this is the best i've ever seen it done by like 500 miles to be to be honest like it's it's a, it's a concept i like you know like everyone loves jet lee's one that's the, the classic multiverse movie everyone's always talking about but mm-hmm. I got to say, this was even better than that. It was so good. Wow. And honestly, yeah, it was like, like great action. Like, like I said, great performances. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, too, was also fantastic in it. But like makes you feel like you understand life better by watching it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. One of the kind of movies you watch and you're like, I'm grateful to be able to watch this movie or that, or that movies even it. exist. Wow. What's that? I, I definitely want to see it. Like it, it, has looked so interesting from the previews that I've seen. And you even like were speechless about it the other day when we recorded and we're talking about it to the point that obviously you needed to take a couple of days to like gather your thoughts on it. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Good. And people who like the Netflix show, I think you should leave a nice little Easter egg in there for you. In the movie. Not about, I think you should leave, but like people will know. Have you, have you seen it? Yeah. Not the show. Yeah. Yeah. The show. Yeah. All right, so I can say that it's not really a spoiler or anything, no. but skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to hear it and you want to experience it on your own. Santa Claus is in it. No way. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw him, I just started laughing. <laughs> Even though he's not, I don't think he's really supposed to be, he's kind of funny in it. But yeah, it's A+. Plus, A+, plus wow. from this guy. Best movie I've seen in 2022. And frankly, really? well, I've seen eight 2022 movies. I've seen a lot of movies this year, but a lot of them were catching up on last year the oscars and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh and older movies and stuff like that but my eight 2022 movies i've seen i've liked seven of them a lot i think it's been a good year wow. and it's undeniable that texas chainsaw massacre was also a movie <laughs> technically it was released in it was a piece of cinema that is correct yeah it existed very nice very can't nice. take that away no no you can't no matter what you say or do <laughs> so yeah i'm excited to see you know ambulance i'm not excited to see morbius but i might do it anyway we'll see and then folks the unbearable weight of massive talent is only like less than a week away oh my god are you gonna go see it opening night i think so honestly are you really cool i think so yeah i think yeah, it's this thursday now that i think about it i'm planning on seeing that one too yeah that looks like it's gonna be a ridiculous movie yeah, I'm a, I've become a huge Cage guy. I really respect Nicolas Cage. Hmm. And I respect that. So he's like, he always is trying something. Like, he always brings it. He he makes bad movies. Like, a lot. he's made a lot of bad movies this century. <laughs> but he uh, he always, like, has something that he's trying to do. Like, when he made Ghost Rider, it was terrible. Um, and he was just doing an Elvis impression the whole movie. Because he loves Elvis. I mean, and he's not, I don't think he's gotten to play all this, but like, I love that he does that. And also I know some actors that don't say no to anything. He's obviously one of them, but it's like, he's made all this money, but also he spent all this money 
on like dinosaur bones and all of Elvis's old guitars and stuff like that. It's like that's those are cool things to buy. It's not like he oh. lost all his money because he was like addicted to cocaine or something like that. Like he was just a really cool guy, and like he's capable of doing like having unbelievable performances. Like not just like oh that was interesting and funny like the movie Pig that came out last year. You, you watch that and it's like oh my god I can't believe this is the same Nicolas Cage. Wow, no, I have not seen that. Yeah, it doesn't yell or anything. Hmm. Interesting. Crazy facial expressions. Not really. He just kind of looks sad most of the time. Hmm. He got pretty big for the role too. Like not, uh, not like strong. Well, kind of strong, I guess, but like thick. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, I was thinking about it, switching it up a little bit, actually, rather than doing uh, an album or a TV show or a movie, I'm going to recommend a podcast. The Straight Broken... Up Sabres. <laughs> Straight Up Sabres, exactly. Uh, no, the Broken Record podcast hosted by your boy, uh, co-hosted Malcolm Gladwell, but it's it's mainly Rick Rubin. Um, oh, I like Rick Rubin, yeah. Yeah, Rick Rubin is awesome. So he hosts it there. It's pretty much just him interviewing different artists about whatever their current, you know, album was that they're putting out at the time or in some of cases too they're just interviews about specific topics like one of the episodes i listened to fairly recently that i had missed because i just started listening to it but he had uh, a whole episode with david Byrne on from talking heads of course and it was about protest songs which was pretty interesting um i was just listening to as i had mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh one of my recommendations was red hot chili peppers new album unlimited love and he had two episodes come out or actually three episodes come out three of four i don't know if the fourth one has come out yet interviewing the band though about the making of the record so that was really cool um i was listening to an episode with ringo star the other day too so it, it's pretty wild like it's it's all across the board and rick rubin is just such a great interviewer and on top of him obviously being massively successful and one of the best most decorated producers of all time you could just tell what a genuine pure music fan that dude is and hearing him talk about music in general and just not even like the the technical side of it but just the the emotional side is just unbelievably cool to listen to he's just very insightful very very well spoken and i highly highly recommend any music fans uh who want to switch it up from a good Sabres podcast and listen to a good music podcast. Yeah. Broken record podcast hosted by Rick Rubin. Does Malcolm Gladwell just come in and say something that's like insanely stupid that you're just like, oh, I don't even know how to react to that. Honestly, for the most back part, out. I, so I haven't listened to all of the episodes, but for the majority of the ones I've listened to, he's, he does like the intros and like the segues, but he really doesn't do a lot of interviewing. There's been maybe one or two episodes where he's actually like interviewing with Rick, but a lot of them, it's just artists, artists sitting down in conversation. And then he does intros and like the, like I said, like the segues between like ad reads that they do. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that, that's great. That's yeah. It's really, really cool. Though. I have his opinions on things. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really just Rick and whoever the artist is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, maybe I'll yeah. check that out. Yeah, you definitely should. It's really, really good. Um, hey, who's your random Sabres player of the episode? Uh, Gary Galley. Gary Galley, of course. Very nice. I'm going to go with Paul Gostad for mine. Oh, nice. The big fella. The big fella. The goose. Yes. All right, Taylor, do you have any last thoughts before we sign off for, uh, for the start of the week? Mm, trivia coming Thursday. 
Yes, that is very true. I will be uh, heading to Los Angeles this week, actually. I'm heading out on Wednesday. So on Tuesday, we're going to record our episode early. And yeah, we have not done trivia in a while. Usually we do trivia just like at the end of the episode, we'll do a quiz for the other person. But really, I don't think we've done maybe we were doing a good amount of trivia like early in the season when things were a little bit less eventful, but we haven't really been doing it much this year. So this is going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, Taylor and I are going to put our, I guess we could do hockey or I don't know. We, we haven't figured out the parameters yet, but our sports knowledge is going to be put to the test on Thursday's episode and your sports knowledge as well. So you all could participate uh, while you're listening, but yeah, really, really excited for that. It's going to be a fun one. Yep, for sure. See you then. See you then, everybody. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both of the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, whatever streaming platform you're currently listening to this show on. Make sure you're checking out all of the other great shows that the presenters, our co-presenters, I should say, are putting out. And on top of that, make sure you're following them on social media. Make sure you are also following us on social media, Straight Up Sabres, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, again, make sure you're using promo code T. HPN at DraftKings when you are getting ready to check out to take advantage of great deals. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Thursday, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres. Have a great start to your week. 